you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Business. It's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup and the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Move the Sticks presented by Castro Ledge. DJ Bucky back with you. And, Buck, we have got a lot to get to today with what's going on in the run-up to the draft. We have got so many exciting topics, and I cannot wait to get started. How you doing, man? I mean, I'm doing great, DJ. You talk about exciting topics, talking about pro days, we're spinning wheels. We're also going to talk about some of the things that we can do to help the Miami Dolphins. I can't wait to get started. Yeah, we're going to take the Miami Dolphins in that body shop. You get a chance to visit with Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book. Looking forward to that conversation. And we're also going to tee up some players we cannot wait to watch in upcoming pro days. So a lot to get to. But first, uh, let's go to Happy Valley here. Let's go to Penn State, where at the Penn State Pro Day, I guess not a surprise to us, but man, Micah Parsons and Jason Owe put on a show. Man, show. they Two freak shows uh, in terms of their overall explosiveness and athleticism. DJ, just think about this. I mean, we're talking about two big-bodied defenders that are running in the reported sub 4 4 range. Talking about four threes from both of these dudes. Uh, not only are they impressive athletes that can run in a straight line, but they're explosive and powerful, jump high, and do all these things. You have to be excited if you're a scout 
at Happy Valley seeing these kind of performances from these two athletes. Yeah, Jason Oway, one of the more int intriguing edge rushers. Micah Parsons can do everything off the ball, on the ball as a linebacker. Fantastic player, uh, which gets me. Let's dig into this a little bit here with, with Micah Parsons as a football player. When we look at the scouting report, I mentioned his ability to play off the ball. He's He's got tremendous speed, range, versatility. You talk about the quickness to be able to see it and absolutely go, especially when you get him on the perimeter. You know, on the negative side, every now and then he can get a little bit lost inside with some of the zone read stuff that they face there. But, man, that is nitpicking. Uh, that is a darn good football player, Buck. DJ, he is a darn good football player. Why don't you show us a little tape? All right, we jump into the video, show you what I'm talking about here. First of all, can, can you stack blocks? Can you get off blocks when, when they get up to you cleanly? Absolutely. Press off, find the football, and get them on the ground. How about the ability to slip blocks? Can you slide underneath? No problem. Tight end wants to get you. I'm going to dip this shoulder right underneath him, get in a gap, and pick up a tackle for loss. How about that explosiveness and range? We'll give you an example of it right here. Look at the sideline to sideline. Going to beat you to spots. Even when he settles his feet, he can get going uh, and close down the range. Now you see the explosiveness as a blitzer. Time it up and then watch these last steps to contact. Those last three steps, you see the explosiveness. I think some teams would be intrigued to say, look, I can make this guy an outside linebacker and just let him rush. He might be a double-digit sack guy. Um, again, another example of what he does as a blitzer with that timing and burst. Really, it's limitless what you can do with him from a scheme standpoint, Buck. I mean, so many things that you can do with him. I think if you're a defensive coordinator who's creative, who wants to be very aggressive, he is the perfect chess piece to have in your line. You definitely want to look at him. But let me talk about the other guy, Jason Oway, because Jason Oway is a talented athlete, someone that's still coming into his own as a player. We talk about a guy that is long, rangy, athletic with 4-3 speed on the edges, hasn't quite put it together. But DJ, when I look at the tape, there's a lot to really fall in love with in terms of his potential. Uh, the first thing that stands out to me is his ability to really just kind of play off the edges. Um, you just don't see guys who are this long, who can get off the snap and do some of these things. There you see him, dip and rip, get around the corner, puts the quarterback on the ground. Once again, quick hands coming off the edge. You see the speed, you see the explosiveness, the way that he finishes and closes. But he's more than just a one-trick pony heavy with his hands, can knock and shock people at the point of attack. And then it's about finding the football. And so when you're looking at these skill sets, you know, man, he is a guy that you certainly can work with and develop. Here we go. Once again, plays hard, can chase it down from the backside. If I'm a D-line coach, I'm a defensive coordinator. I like seeing guys that have really intriguing tools. He is a guy that is a height, weight, speed specimen. You take him, give him some skill refinement. Who knows what you could have in a couple of years? He looks like he has Pro Bowl caliber athleticism and traits. Well, I feel like I say this every year at the NFL Scouting Combine, but tip of the cap to the Penn State strength program. Every year, their players test and put on a show. And once again, they did it this year at the Penn State Pro Day. All right, we've, got some, uh, we've had some big pro days that have taken place over the last week, Buck. How about singling out a couple players that have, have really stood out to you? Who do you like? Well, Rondell Moore is the first guy that stood out for me from Purdue. And when I look at Rondell Moore, I know he only measured in at 5'7", but man, when you put down numbers in a 4'2 range and you have a vertical that is over 40 inches, you certainly like that. And so even though he's a smaller player in stature, man, he plays big. Now what I want to do if I'm an intri uh, intriguing 
coordinator or someone who has creativity. Man, can I put him in the slot? Can I use him in the run game? Can I can I put him as a third down back? What is the way to maximize Rondell Moore's potential? He is someone that stands out. There's another guy that also stood out to me, and that's Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Versatility is really the key when it comes to scouting some of these prospects. He is a guy that can play offensive tackle. He can play guard. He's an explosive athlete. You see the numbers there on the screen. I mean, we always talk about these tackles and guys and Rashawn Slater and then Penny Sewell. You better put Elijah Vera Tucker's name in that conversation because he's a talented player, someone who can come off the board maybe much sooner than many imagine. Yeah, you know, you wish the arms were a little bit longer, but man, you look at the bench, you look at the vertical, and then a really solid field work out there for AVT from USC, uh, really helping himself there. Uh, I'm going to go to a couple of players that stood out to me, and they're the same position, J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan. We can start here with J.C. Horn as, as the corner, the son of Joe Horn, one of your uh, former teammates there, Buck. But uh, this is a very dynamic football player on tape. You see the explosiveness, and man, did it translate in this pro day with the numbers you see there on the screen. Jumped out of the gym, ran sub 4-4, and then the field workout and talking to folks that were there, very fluid, very smooth, very easy mover. And then when I see these workout numbers and I match it up with how competitive he is on tape, and if, mm-hmm. you, if you wonder about that, just look up the highlights from the Auburn game. You can see for yourself uh, what he did there. He's got a chance to be in the mix to be the first corner off the board. And if it's not him... I do believe it's going to be Pat Sertain uh, from Alabama. Again, you're talking about big, physical, rangy, athletic corners. And look at the numbers. I mean, I give Horn Horn credit. He bested these numbers just a little bit across the board. But when you have this size and and you're jumping like that and running as fast as he did and and play the football as well as he does, uh, particularly in the workout, you got to show that off a little bit. Man, Buck, this is a two-man race following the Caleb Farley injury from Virginia Tech, having back uh, back surgery for the second time. I think it's a two-man race here to be the first corner off the board. DJ, watching them work out, man, it's like looking at two Olympic-caliber decathletes. These guys are super explosive and athletic. And I really think the decision comes down to, do you want the explosive, dynamic, man-to-man player in J.C. Horn, or do you want the refined technician in Patrick Sertan? And depending on the scheme that you play, it could lead you either direction. Both guys are talented top 15 players. No doubt. Two very talented players, and I think two of the safer players in the draft. It's going to be fun to watch when they come off the board. It's time for Be Prepared, presented by Castrol Edge. And let's talk fighting Irish here. Looking at Notre Dame's all-time winningest quarterbacks. You see some familiar names on that list. See our buddy Brady Quinn up there at number two with 29 But the one he's looking up at, the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history is Ian Book, who's coming off a phenomenal career. And Bucky recently had a chance to chat with the Notre Dame record holder. You played on the big stage. Obviously, you talked about the semifinal game. Uh, You're the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. What have you learned from your Notre Dame experience that makes you prepared to take that next step? A ton. Uh, First, just my decision to go to Notre Dame was, it's been everything. I'm so glad I decided to do that in the first in the first place. But uh, the main thing I learned is just enjoy every moment. Uh, it, it flew by. And I remember my first day on campus, and and then I went five years there. So I remember being a little kid. I remember wanting to play high school football. I remember, remember wanting to play college ball. And now here I am. You know, I, I want to play NFL football. So I'm living out my dream and just having fun out there. It's a game. You got to remember that at all times. And 
it's the professional game now. So it's it's a lot different. This is what you do 24-7. So just enjoy every moment. You know, as, as a scout, we're always looking for franchise quarterbacks. And a lot of times we talk about the way someone plays. But at Notre Dame, there's a lot that comes with being the QB1. Um, how has that prepared you for all the things that also come along with being potentially a franchise quarterback at the next level? Out of the shotgun. Book. Caught. Touchdown. Trimble. Book steps into the throw. Up for grabs. Ben Skorana got his way. Yeah, I think it prepared me as much as it, pr- it probably could. When you talk about a uh, a university, you know, there's a few out there where it, the quarterback, it, it's everything. I mean, Notre Dame's one of those universities where, you know, when you're doing good, everybody loves you. When you're not doing good, everybody h- hates you. And that's just kind of the part, that's, that's part of it. And there's some other spots uh, around the country where that target on your back is, is really big. And Notre Dame is one of those. And But as a QB, that, that's why you play QB, in my opinion. You, you want all that, you know, it's part of the game. It's part of the position. And uh, Notre Dame's taught me everything, just how to handle that, handle that adversity. And at the end of the day, it's about the 11 guys on your team on the field, you know, going after it and and trying to achieve one goal. And that's those are the people that truly matter at the end of the day. But Notre Dame just got me ready for all that. No doubt about it. We were lucky. We weren't lucky, but we were fortunate enough to have some winning seasons. So it was all it was all love. So your head coach is one of my favorites, Brian Kelly. Now, I know he can be a little hard on quarterbacks. High football IQ, um, the escapability to keep plays alive, um, and 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 certainly you know from our perspective where we've really made um, you know I think the the kind of strides necessary is with the in book is is a high completion uh, opportunity. The guy throws strikes. The guy he puts the ball on you. What is it like playing for someone who is very very demanding? when it comes to the performance and the expectations at the quarterback position. Yeah. Coach Kelly's awesome. It's been great. Uh, he's, he's done a good job of, you know, being not just a coach, but a mentor for me. Um, he knows what it's like to be in the spotlight at Notre Dame, you know, and, and uh, he was in our meeting room, you know, people always wonder where's coach Kelly during the meetings where he's in the QB meeting room. And uh, he does that because he cares and he understands, you know, what we go through and everything it takes to be a quarterback at the D one level, especially at Notre Dame. So, I give a lot of credit to him for just getting me ready, you know, mentally, you know, and um, he's been a phenomenal coach. He's been a mentor. He's he's taught me a ton, and um, I, I think he's close to being the winningest coach there. So I'm excited for him to, to achieve that. That was Be Prepared presented by Castrol Edge. And when we look at Ian Book, the scouting report for me on him, you see it right here, his ability to create, he's able to create plays, He can climb up in the pocket, get away from pressure. He's really accurate when he gets on the move. He's just more of a playmaker. Uh, Also showing the ability in rhythm to be able to deliver the ball accurately. He doesn't have a huge arm, doesn't have that ideal size. Those would be kind of the knocks on him, Buck. But uh, overall, I think this is a a very intriguing player. Reminded me a little bit of a guy like Colt McCoy when he was coming out of Texas. Yeah, fantastic player. The one thing that we know about Ian Buck is he has the ability to get his team to the winner's circle. Uh, he leaves Notre Dame as the wingingest quarterback in school history. And when you see him play, he makes a bunch of plays when they need it in the clutch. And so if I'm going to take a quarterback, particularly a developmental quarterback, I want him to have a spark, some playmaking ability. I think he certainly has that. And I think that's going to give him a chance to carve out a nice career in the National Football League. 
Yeah, I feel like we've got a, a unique situation in this draft class. I think pretty much everybody agrees on who the top five quarterbacks are, and we can look at your list here on the side. People might move the order around, but I think those are the five names. I think it gets interesting when you get beyond those five uh, to see how these guys stack up. So I put together my six through ten buck. I thought we could rip through these and talk about these guys a little bit. First of all here, uh, number six is Davis Mills. You see all going all the way down to Felipe Franks. But tell me a little bit about Davis Mills. Yeah, Davis Mills is a, man, he is hot. He's a hot name right now in the scouting community. And one of the reasons why is because he's a very talented thrower. You playing in a pro-style offense at Stanford, we see him get the ball out. He gets it to the playmakers. He's been able to manage an offense that's very complex and complicated for the quarterback. You have to do a bunch of different things. And so if you're looking for a young developmental quarterback, Davis Mills checks off a lot of boxes. And when you're at day two, round two rounds three and you're looking for someone that can come in and legitimately has an opportunity to be a starting quarterback davis mills is a guy that you have to consider yeah only 11 starts there uh, at stanford but i do believe he has the upside to develop into a starter at the next level we get to number seven on my list it's this guy right here kellen mom from texas a&m who the trend line is pointing in the right direction got better each and every year you saw the the low interception totals there in 2020 really made good decisions he can make every throw uh, goes down to Mobile, and he's the MVP of the Senior Bowl. So stock up on Kellen Mond. I think that's a good debate between Mond and Mills. Yeah, I think both of those guys are very, very talented. Kellen Mond is someone that really came on like game busters, really matured and developed on the Jimbo Fisher. All right, who do you got next here on the list? I believe I had Kyle Trask, Bucky. Tell me yes, about Mr. Trask. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Trask from Florida. Man, he threw the ball all over the yard with tremendous success this season. Got the ball to the playmakers. He had a talented cast a playmaker, certainly, but he did a great job of getting them the ball where they can make plays. I think he's a little old school in the way that he plays, more of a traditional drop back passer, but in an offense with a big offensive line that allows him to push the ball down the field and also work the outside part of the field, he certainly can be effective. He could have a nice career in the right spot. All right, the last one here on the order here, six to 10, is Felipe Franks. Uh, feels like the SEC, a lot of, a lot of these quarterbacks mm -hmm. coming out of the SEC. Uh, the Florida transfer, huge, six foot six, big size, huge arm. You saw the, the numbers there on the screen. Again, I thought this was by far the best version of Felipe Franks that we saw during his college career. Uh, made some wow throws down there at the Senior Bowl. Still a little bit inconsistent with his accuracy. That's why, to me, he's a little bit of a later round pick, Buck, uh, but still offers you that upside as somebody with a big arm. Yeah, big time traits, size, arm talent, uh, has experience playing in the game, played in a very competitive conference, had a great final season. And so what you're banking on with Philip, uh, Felipe is that his game continues to evolve as he gets more time and experience working under the tutelage of NFL coaches. One thing we know, we just saw Dak Prescott cash a very large check as a quarterback who did not go on day one or day two. We'll see if one of the guys on this list can be next. All right, I'm excited about this one, Buck, because we've got a new game here we're going to play on Move the Sticks. We're calling it Wheel of Prospects, and this is how it's going to work. We're going to spin the wheel one time. Uh, that's going to land on a position, so that's going to be our focus uh, for the game. And then after that, we're going to spin the wheel a few more times and get some teams, and we're going to try and match a player uh, with a need with a team. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So I, I, I don't have to spell anything out. I don't have to know any phrases or, or locations no. or anything like that. Just, I'm just spinning the wheel and putting a player with the, with the team. That's it, right? That's right. Hold on. Nope. No Pat. No Vanna. That's okay. But we, we can still pull okay. this off. All right. Okay. Let's go here. Let's go. Let's, uh, let's spin this wheel for the position to see what we have here. Oh, some corners. Okay. What, uh, what team are we working with here? Jets. 
All right. See, this is already already having fun. Uh, all right. I'm going to go, and we can go anywhere in the draft. My rules here. We can pick anybody that you want in the draft here. So for the Jets, I'm going to go outside the first couple rounds. I'm going to go pick 66, round three, Elijah Molden uh, to the Jets, the corner from University of Washington, who's, I think, the best nickel in the draft, who also, I think, could slide back and play some safety if you needed him to, but just a ball hawk. You look at Robert Sala, this new coaching staff coming over there, value guys that can make plays on the football. Uh, I love Elijah Molden's game, Buck. Yeah, look, I like his game. I think he's plug and play. He is ready to become a starter the day that he steps onto the football field. High IQ, tough, physical, versatile. Lots to like about Elijah Molden. It's your turn, Buck. Give me the imaginary spin there. What do we got? All right, here we go. Let's spin it. Let's spin it. Spin the wheel. Ooh, nice power on that spin. Oh, hey now. Oh, I get America's team. And so with America's team, let's go to the 10th pick. And how about Patrick Sertan II from Alabama? This is a team that is in desperate need of a corner. You have an opportunity to take what I think is the most technically sound corner in the draft. This is a guy that can do it all. He can play press. He can play off. He can bail. Great instincts and awareness. We saw him at his pro day put up big-time numbers. I think this is a guy who has an opportunity to be a star at the next level. Dallas Cowboys get him at 10. That is a perfect matchup. Yeah, and somebody with the injury to Caleb Farley, you know, having a back injury again there, Buck, to me, it, it just helps him and J.C. Horn in their battle here to be the number one corner off the board. Farley probably going to slide down a little bit. Uh, so, look, the Cowboys have a need. I like that fit. All right, let's, uh, let's spin it. Let's go. Give me another one here. Who we got? Hey now, the Chargers home game for me here. All right, I'm going to go pick 77, and I'm going to go to Syracuse, and, and I'm going to get the name right here. Efitu uh, Melifonwu, the big, long, rangy, athletic corner. Uh, put him opposite of Michael Davis for the Chargers. You'd have two real long, athletic guys. Had a good week down there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, for his size and length, his movement skills were really good. You don't see a ton of production there on the screen uh, you're looking at there, Buck, but somebody who's got a lot of raw tools to work with and somebody that I think is going to be very coveted in that range, probably in that third round range. Yeah, he absolutely will be coveted. You think, see his length, you see his athleticism, just someone that you can take from the ground up and maybe build into a Pro Bowl caliber player. You have to like the traits that he brings to the table. Now can we develop his skills? Oh, I, I think we got time for a couple more. Spin it away here. What do we got? Okay, here we go. Big bucks, no whammies. Here we go. Let's spin it. Wrong game. Come on. <laughs> All right, San Francisco 49ers. I am thinking in the second round with the 43rd pick. How about Tyson Campbell from Georgia? Tyson Campbell is one of those big athletic corners that you love to have on the perimeter. Over six foot, can run like a deer. Great footwork and athleticism and movement skills. When you see him on tape, man, you really see him get in the hip pocket, play with tremendous leverage, and maintain great positioning down the field. You want to see him get his hands on a few more balls, but he is someone that has some traits that you really like if you're a defensive coordinator in the league. Again, real fluid for big corner, very fluid mover. We saw that as you're looking at him right here at that Georgia Pro Day. Uh, had a nice workout there. All right, last one here. Let's give the wheel one final spin, which I think that Pat Sajic might own the rights to that. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> one final spin. What do we got here? Ooh, all right. Here we go. Philadelphia Eagles. 
they could very well take a corner. I wouldn't sleep on uh, Patrick Sertan there with the sixth overall pick, but let's say they wait till round two. Uh, a guy they should be familiar with, Asante mm-hmm. Samuel. Let's go to somebody that they've already seen. They've already seen his dad and the success that he had there with the Eagles. So we go get Asante Samuel with the 37th pick in the draft. Outstanding ball skills, Buck. A really, really good football player. I was kind of questioning or wondering what that speed would look like, the top-end speed. Then he goes to his pro day, rips off a low 4-4. So he's checked those boxes, was even a little bit taller than you thought he would be. Uh, but I was there with the Eagles when his dad was there, and those those ball-hawking, playmaking skills uh, were very well appreciated, and I think you're going to see the same here with his son. Absolutely. I think you will see the same. Uh, it's ironic that we're seeing so many former NFL players have their kids in this draft, and most of them are DBs. Asante Samuel Jr. certainly picked up the family business. He is a guy that does a great job of reading and anticipating routes, something that I'm sure he learned from his dad because his dad was one of the best at it. Yeah, ball hawk, no doubt. All right. I had fun. I know you had fun. Wheel of prospects. It's it's taking it's taking over the country right now, but that was fun. <laughs> All right, let's keep things going here on Move the Sticks, presented by Castrol Edge. And yes, we're back in the body shop, Buck. And today we're taking a look at the Miami Dolphins. And we've got some work to do on this car. It's a promising vehicle. I think it's got a chance to be really, really revving nice. But we've got some things we need to fix here. So why don't you diagram kind of the, the areas, the parts that need fixing here? Well, there are a lot of parts on both sides of the ball that need to be addressed. First, we need to find a true number one receiver, just more playmakers on the outside. So we want to make sure we look at the wide receiver position. We would like to have a dominant running back in the fold. Offensive line play is always going to help the quarterback. And then on defense, it's about edge rushers and linebackers. If we can take care of those five positions, I think the Dolphins will be well positioned to make a deep run in the postseason. Well, you mentioned receiver is one of those positions, which can get us to our next-gen stats powered by Amazon Web Services. Uh, Will Fuller, who they did bring over in free agency, is going to help him out here with with some big playability down the field. You check it out, uh, three balls down the field, big plays for him this last year, only two for the Miami Dolphins. So it's going to be a a big addition. He's going to help them uh, in that regard. So Will Fuller, I like that move, Buck, what he brings, somebody that can really get over the top. He absolutely can get over the top. You're talking about a big play specialist, someone that can run past defenses. He really opens up the field for the rest of the wide receivers. And when you think about Tua talking about Loa, not only being able to push it down the field, but his ability to throw it underneath. If you have a legitimate threat that the defense has to worry about, particularly a big play specialist, it just creates more space and more opportunities for him to work the underneath areas. Yeah, it was highly coveted there. A lot of teams are trying to get in on Will Fuller, so it's a good get there for the Miami Dolphins. Okay, we talk about this every week in the body shop about the engine of the vehicle. The draft is the engine for every franchise. And so when we look at trying to, to help this engine get humming here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a move here, Buck, a little, a little bit uh, of a, a bold move here, but I'm going to get out of this third pick. The Dolphins sitting there at pick number three. I'm going to take the phone call from the Denver Broncos who want to come up from pick number nine. And what I'm going to get out of this deal, I'm going to get the, the ninth pick, the 71st pick, and I'm going to get next year's one and three, which is going to give us a lot of resources here to get this engine fixed. You, you like or you don't like here? No, no, I do like that because what we want to do is we want to get a bunch of blue chip players to put around the young quarterback, but also continue to upgrade the overall talent on the roster and that defense as well. 
And I think where they're situated at pick three, prime spot for a team to come up for a quarterback, they can slide back without going outside the top 10 and still get an impact player at a position of need. So why don't you start us off here? They got the ninth pick now uh, with this trade taking place. Who do they take? All right, so we're going to have an Alabama reunion of sorts. We're going to have Devonta Smith coming over to reunite with Tua Tungavaloa. This is a smooth route runner, a guy who consistently creates separation against all coverage. We saw him explode his final season at Alabama. I think you bring him over to Miami, uh, an offense that is more catered to what Tua does. I think he falls in line. He gives them a really dynamic player who also can go on the slide and do some damage. Yeah, a pure route runner. Somebody's going to be able to uncover underneath as well. They've got some guys now that can get over the top, adding Will Fuller. Uh, they've got Preston Smith or uh, Preston Williams, I should say, to get mm -hmm. down the field. And now you've got an opportunity with Devontae Smith to work underneath with Mike Kosicki, their tight end. Uh, I like that move. Now we get to pick number 18, their second first rounder uh, this year. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. You don't even have to pay for the airfare. Just a little little cab ride here for Greg Rousseau to come over from the University of Miami. Uh, an intriguing player who can play outside. He can slide inside and play the three technique. He opted out this last year, so it's been a minute since we've seen him. But last we saw, he was getting 15 and a half sacks there uh, in the ACC, using that length and the ability to finish uh, to really wreak some havoc there for the Hurricanes. He absolutely can and will continue to wreak havoc. This is a guy who really has put the time in to work on his craft. Even though we didn't get a chance to see him this season, you can just tell he's gotten bigger, he's long, he's athletic, he's rangy, and he has a knack for getting the quarterback down. I like Greg Rousseau, and I like the fit in Miami. All right, so we've added Devontae Smith. We've added Greg Rousseau. Now we've got pick 36. How about somebody else that can help your young quarterback here? It has to be a running back, and the running back that I like in this situation is Javante Williams. Uh, when you look at Javante Williams, he is someone that is terrific with the ball in his hands, not only as a runner going inside in between the tackles and also on the edges, but catching the ball out the backfield. He has a full toolbox when it comes to playing the position. Plus, he also brings some nastiness. When you watch his tape, you see him finish runs with authority. He adds a little toughness and playmaking ability to this offense. He'll make the game so much easier for Tua Tagovailoa. Now, adding playmakers around Tua, somebody that, again, is that physical inside pounder, but somebody that can be a real asset in the passing game, not just going out, catching the ball, getting involved in a screen game, but somebody who's one of the better pass-protecting backs in the entire draft as well. So we're reshaping this offense around Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, that gets us here to pick number 50. Um, and I've already got Greg Rousseau, one defensive lineman. Uh, there's no law buck that says you can't double up at a position. And, and that's what we're going to do here. We're going to go Peyton Turner uh, from Houston, mm. who is somebody that intrigues me, man. We saw him down there at, at, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Uh, somebody who is 6'5", very long, very explosive, had some dominating tape when you watched him this year. He dropped about 10, 10 15 pounds from 2019 uh, to 2020, and you saw the explosiveness. But now we've paired Peyton Turner up with Greg Rousseau. We've got bigger. We've got longer. Uh, we've got versatile chess pieces that, that uh, Coach Flores can move up and down the line of scrimmage. I think we start to change the look and the dynamic on this front with these two guys. Man, you talk about the front on defense changing. I want to continue to add pieces to the offensive line because we talk about the identity. The identity up front has to be toughness, has to be physicality. So how about in the third round we go and get – Deontay Smith from East Carolina. And I'm thinking right around what the 71st pick, he should be available. Yep. When we had a chance to see him, very athletic, very smooth and fluid in the way that he changed directions, 
also combines that with his ability to play with quick hands. He has the ability to finish. He knocks people off uh, their, their path. And so as we're building up this fortress around the king, which is Tua Tungabaloa, I want to make sure I have enough athletic guys in front of him to make sure he doesn't feel any pressure and he's able to throw from a cocoon. Man, they're building a very athletic offensive line. You think about what they did last year in the first round, being very athletic at the left tackle position. Now you continue to add to that here uh, with Deontay Smith. I, I like I like the direction that we're going here with the Dolphins. Let's get one more bonus pick in here, pick 81. Well, let's go to Georgia and get linebacker Monty Rice, uh, somebody who can mm. really, really run. A run and hit linebacker uh, worked out well at the Georgia Pro Day. You watch him move around, uh, plays with a little tempo, a little energy as well, which I think will be appreciated uh, down there in Miami. So we look at it after the trade that we made, Buck, and we look at what we've been able to accomplish here with Devontae Smith, Greg Rousseau, Javante Williams, Peyton Turner, Deontay Smith, Monty Rice. That is a heck of a haul here to help overhaul this engine with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they're close. They were close a season ago. I think this brings them closer to getting to the tournament and making some noise when they do get into it. Yeah, and you got to remember, after we made this trade with the Broncos here inside the body shop, we collected a first-round pick and a third-round pick next year. So they continue to add to their treasure chest of picks. This will be, what, the third year in a row they'll have multiple first-round picks um, if they can pull off a trade like this. Which to me gets us to the conversation about Tua. Um, they have an option right now where they are at pick number three, where if they felt like Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whoever uh, is a clear and significant upgrade over Tua, that they could very easily take him. Or they could do this path here, trade down, accumulate more assets to build around him. I, I, love, the, I love Jamar Chase, Buck, and, and to me, I, I, I couldn't hate it if they picked him at three. But when I look at the golden ticket they're sitting on for some of these quarterback teams to come up, if you're going to build around Tua, I think it makes more sense to trade out than to stick and pick. Yeah, I mean, I think so, particularly if you're looking at wide receivers. Those wide receivers, the top three, are very closely graded. So you're getting a player that's very, very comparable, whichever one you get, wide receiver one, two, or three. So to trade back, get more picks. Um, I think we talked about this. This is like getting an extended warranty. On Tua, you now get a chance mm -hmm. to surround him with more talent, more playmakers, see what he looks like in year two. And then in 2022, you can make another decision if you don't feel like it's going well uh, with your young quarterback. I don't know about you, but we had so many opt-out guys. I feel like I've watched a lot of 2019 tape over the last couple months. And I go back and I'm watching Alabama in 2019 at the beginning of the year when Tua was healthy. And I'm kind of reminded like, yeah, this Tua guy's pretty good. I don't know why we've we've said already and determined he's a bust. It, He's got a lot of ability. He didn't have an offseason. He's coming off a hip. Um, let's just let's exercise a little patience here with Tua. Yeah, we should exercise a little patience. Sometimes for the young quarterbacks, it takes a little while to pop. And oh, by the way, he won a ton of games when he was a starter. I think we need to give him a little more time to see if he's going to be this star quarterback that many of us thought he would be at the next level. Yeah, if you're going to say one thing that you need to add, Buck, in this draft, that the to-do list for the Dolphins to get accomplished to help Tua, uh, what is it in your opinion? Oh, I think more playmakers on the outside. I want to make him as comfortable as possible. I want to try and replicate some of the things that he had at his disposal at Alabama. So big-time pass catchers and a big-time runner make life easy on the quarterback, and I think he'll respond in splendid fashion. 
Oh, it's been fun uh, taking the Miami Dolphins into the Move the Sticks body shop. We feel like we've got a lot accomplished with this vehicle. We're going to have this thing back up on the road in no time. Uh, that was Next Gen Stats powered by Amazon Web Services. Well, I don't know if you have plans next Wednesday, but you're going to want to cancel them because we've got a treat for you here at NFL Network with a trio of pro days, LSU, Florida, and Notre Dame. They're all going to be on our air. We're going to cover them Wednesday, March 31st at 11 a.m. Eastern. Jamar Chase, the top wide receiver in the draft. Kyle Pitts, the number one playmaker in the draft. And Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa uh, leads a very talented group of Notre Dame football players. Uh, that are going to be highly coveted in this draft process. Wusu Kor uh, Koromoa, probably going to find his name called between 10 and 20, an outstanding football player. So again, that's Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network. All right, Buck, we've got a bunch of other pro days coming up here in the next week, uh, which gets us to some interesting names to follow here. So who do you have your eye on as we kick these pro days off? Well, I want to go to the University of Minnesota and look at Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is one of the best wide receivers in this draft. And when I look at him, he reminds me a lot of Michael Thomas and A.J. Brown, that big physical wide receiver that can get it done in a variety of different ways from a variety of spots. Great hands, terrific with the ball in his hands in terms of run after catch. And then when I look at him, he reminds me of just being a natural number one receiver, someone who can anchor a passing game. I expect him to do really, really good things in the National Football League. Let's see what he looks like when he works out. Yeah, somebody we saw on the outside in 2019, more in the slot this year. I prefer him on the outside where he is a, a really physical uh, route runner and somebody that's got a little, as I like to say, a little funk there at the top of the draft, at the top of the route. He can create some separation. He's got some juice there for a bigger guy. Uh, looking forward to that pro day. April 1st, by the way, don't don't tweet us the fake numbers and go April Fool's. So I'm just warning everybody on social media right now. We know we're not doing this fake number uh, April Fool's jokes this year. Um, OK, let's go. Uh, let's go to Miami. I'm looking forward to watching those guys work out. And uh, they've got a couple interesting edge rushers, Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche, good players. Uh, but my eyes are going to be on Greg Rousseau as somebody who did not play this last year as an opt out. But last we saw him in 2019, Buck, in his one year of, of performance there at Miami, 15 and a half sacks, somebody that got better each and every week. Incredible size and length. I mean, some, some really, really tremendous skills you have to work with. He played on the edge. He played inside. They used him on a lot of games. What does he physically look like? We've been told he's put on some weight. I want to see how he moves carrying that extra weight. I mean, DJ, he's a friend of the program. We had a chance to talk to him in the fall. He's a guy who has really studied the craft. I can't wait to see what it looks like when he puts it all together. He'll be able to tease us a little bit at his pro day. But man, when he gets to the next level with all of the tools that he brings to the table, he should have an opportunity to be a terrific pro player. Well, I know uh, North Carolina's a pro day you're paying attention to. A lot of interesting players, but who do you have your eye on there? Uh, De'Ami Brown, wide receiver, uh, might be the best big play specialist in this draft, and we really don't talk about him. He is a guy that can run all the things you want to see on the vertical part of the route tree. He gets deep consistently and often, does a great job of putting the ball in the paint. If you're a team that's looking to fill out your wide receiver core and you need a big play specialist on the backside of a talented number one, De'Ami Brown is the guy to call because his ability to get past the defense consistently is something that is really remarkable when you watch the tape. Yeah, his speed is real and it is spectacular. Uh, I don't have any doubt at all that he's going to clock a, an impressive 40 time there. I want to see him go through the route tree, though. Let's see him uh, get an opportunity to run a variety of routes that maybe didn't necessarily get the chance to run uh, last year at North Carolina. And how can you blame the Tar Heels? He's averaging over 20 yards a catch 
uh, let's keep him vertical. But looking forward to that UNC Pro Day, a couple of really, really good backs as well. Uh, I'm going to go to the University of Washington. Uh, Joe Tryon, I've kind of kept this theme alive here of being intrigued by the guys who didn't play this last year. It's been 400 plus days since we've seen Joe Tryon on the field for the Huskies. Somebody that's a very physical edge rusher, really knows how to use his hands. Um, somebody that can beat up tight ends. He's a, a very disruptive, productive football player along that front. I, I kind of have him on my list, Buck. You know, you're talking late 20s, early 30s. Somebody's got a chance to really help himself with a great workout there at UW. Yeah, he absolutely has a chance to help himself. He's a bull in the china shop off the edge. You like the length, you like the athleticism, and just the overall physicality that he displays when he's playing on the edges. All right, last one here, Oklahoma State, Tevin Jenkins. What are you looking forward to see from him, Buck? Man, I like Tevin Jenkins. I think he has a little position versatility. He can play outside a tackle, but I think he also can kick inside and play guard. And when you're a swing player who has mauler brawler capabilities, uh, it gives you an advantage. I think this is a guy that can do a lot for a team. And that added versatility uh, really makes him a valuable prospect. Let's see what he looks like because there's some concern maybe about his arm length and will he be able to stymie some of the elite pass rushers. But when I see this guy on tape, I fall in love with the way that he is able to sometimes move people off the screen. All right, that's going to be a big one there at Oklahoma State. Cannot wait. The thing that Josh did was he just, with, out with flying colors, was really smart on the fly. And, you know, his, his pro day, he, he made, you know, great throws in the private. He, you know, he threw the ball well. Again, we, we felt that he had a lot of things that we liked. And he had, the things that he wasn't doing well, we thought he would have the drive, and, and he's really shown that. And um, he, he works every offseason with Jordan Palmer, you know, just to kind of critique and, and, and clean up some of the areas. And this year, he's made a jump each year. This past year was probably his biggest jump yet. That was Bill's general manager, Brandon B, chatting with our buddy Steve White and Jim Trotter over on the Huddle and Flow podcast. Of course, being describing Buffalo's evaluation process and the improvement of Josh Allen. Meanwhile, the guy you're looking at on the screen right here, a guy, Zach Wilson from BYU, Bucky and I believe, could be going to the New York Jets. Maybe a budding rivalry uh, on the horizon there in the AFC East. That coverage begins of the Pro Day at BYU, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network. All right, well, let's jump to some of these Twitter questions. We put it out there, hashtag AskMTS, and we've got some, some good ones to get to here. Buck, you ready to roll? Man, let's do it. Okay, here's, here we go. First one here. This is from Mark. He wants to know, which current or former NFL player does Zach Wilson remind you of? What do you think? Uh, you know, I know the conversation has been about Aaron Rodgers, but he kind of reminds me a little bit of Jeff Garcia just in terms of the way that he moves around. He has a bigger arm than Jeff Garcia, but I can see him making a ton of plays like Jeff did on and off the script. Jeff Garcia comp. Here we go. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, I look, I... I kind of got a lot of grief early on for throwing the Aaron Rodgers thing out there, but just the movements to me mm -hmm. are so similar with, with how he plays the smooth uh, nature, as you see here with a little shovel pass. So I, I'll stick with Aaron Rodgers on that one, but Jeff Garcia is an interesting one. All right, Phil uh, has our next question here. This is uh, last year you had a list of the most competitive scrappy players. Who is on that list this year? Uh, let me give you a couple here, Phil. I'll go with Sante Samuel, uh, corner mm -hmm. from Florida State, would be on there. And Shakur Brown, a, another corner from Michigan State. Both those guys, maybe not the ideal size, but very tough, very feisty, very scrappy. Um, so that's what I have there. I think we can squeeze in another one here. Uh, Andrew, 
Who are some of your top players most likely to fall into the last half of the first round? Buck, who do you think could fall in this draft? Well, I mean, I don't know if they fall, but I think some of the best players of that offensive tackle class, keep an eye on Christian Derrishaw. I think Christian Derrishaw is going to be a guy that we talk about playing at a higher level than his draft status. Okay, that's a good one there. I'm going to squeeze one more. Steelers' best option, 24th pick. Uh, that's from Coach Anthony. Best option, 24th pick, go. Uh, but they haven't been the same since they lost Levy and Bill. How about Najee Harris? Giving him a big-time running back that can not only run it, but can catch it up the backfield, someone that will allow Ben Roethlisberger to utilize all of his talents. I like that one there, Najee Harris. Get a little physicality back with that Steelers offense. I think that would be a good fit. Uh, well, look, this has been a fun day today. I hope you guys have enjoyed hanging with us. We've had a blast. I want to thank Ian Book for joining us. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for watching Move the Sticks, presented by Castro Edge. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.